up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Black American Dad podcast, After Bedtime Edition. Right now, we have my man Shelton all the way from Baltimore. He is coming in with his insight and his business from the trucking industry and being able to help out people using their storage, uh, dumping, eviction cleanout, calling. He does everything with this trucking business. Uh, so, Shelton, thank you so much for joining me. Drew is also on the call too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time to, to deal with us after bedtime. Uh, so tell the people a little bit about yourself, your name, where you're from, how many kids you got, and what time is bedtime for your kid? <laughs> All right, so um, I mean a little bit about me. My name is Shelton. I'm from, uh, I'm from Pittsburgh. I live in Baltimore right now, so I, I kind of surround myself with my football rivals, but it's fun. So I, I have a good time here. Uh, I've been here for honestly about 10 years now, so I feel like a native. Um, and you said, what time is bedtime? Um, I'll be honest with you, I'd love to tell you guys it was 10. That's what we aim for. Sometimes it's, it's 10.30, sometimes it's 11, you know, sometimes <laughs> a little later than you're planning. But... That's a consistent trend we're seeing right. with bedtime. people that are entrepreneurs and driven. Like sometimes bedtime gets a little, a little lax, so that it's okay. Yeah, yeah, a little, little fun. Uh, I have two boys right now. We're actually expecting a little girl in August. So, I got I got everything I want. I'm good. No. So. Welcome to the dark side of, of having a girl. I uh, know, man. I love Drew. I'm not ready, man. <laughs> I'm not ready. I'll get ready though. It's all good. So let's hop into your business. Uh, tell the people, you know, what is your business? What industry? Kind of give us your elevator pitch. Absolutely, yeah. So um, I operate a hauling company, so it's Hunter Hauling Services. Um, if you're on Instagram, you can find us at Hunter Hauling Services. Um, we basically operate, um, just like it sounds, we operate as a, as a moving hauling delivery service company. Um, we're expanding into uh, routes and, and uh, contract deliveries, but for now we, um, we operate on a local level. Um, so we, you know, we operate as a um, hauling service for, uh, we have people who are, uh, contractors, so sometimes they need material brought to their contract sites. Um, sometimes it's, uh, like I said, it's just home deliveries. Uh, uh, sometimes, and a lot of times it's some um, uh, moving situations. So people just moving from one place to a new place. Copy, copy, copy. How'd you get started? Um, so honestly, a funny thing is, um, being in Baltimore, I, um, my my career by uh, trade is finance. So I work in a credit union here. Um, a lot of my clients are contractors. So a lot of times just talking to them about what's happening in Baltimore, learning more and more about how Baltimore's operating, going through this transition to rebuild Baltimore. Um, I learned that there was a huge opportunity in that space there just for logistics. Um, so between like the personal uh, use that, that, you know, personal clients needed for, on top of that, there's a lot of contractors here in Baltimore who do, you know, work around the clock. So um, anybody who can help them get materials from one site to another, or anybody who can help them remove, uh, you know, wasted materials or, or trash or whatever from a, a location. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of traffic for that right now. So, um, being in that being in that space, it gave me an opportunity to really be able to see uh, how much that opportunity really could be tapped into. And, and eventually, you know, I decided to do it last year. It's kind of funny because right before the pandemic hit um, is when I decided to jump jump uh, out there and, and take this risk. Um, and I'm super glad I did because I think during the pandemic, I, I found that it was a great uh, tool to lean on once, you know, people started to have worries about whether or not their their prime, primary jobs would be consistent, 
whether or not, you know, those things would still be around, you know, a year later. Um, it gave me a lot more confidence as far as like something to put that energy into. So. Nice. I mean, I think that that makes that makes a lot of sense when you see an opportunity that's there and, you know, definitely dealing indirectly with the vendors that are there kind of showed you kind of an opportunity for yourself to kind of yep. really build that business. Um, from from a perspective of you now as dad, uh, mm -hmm. how has that kind of been shaped into this both like what has your business taught you about fatherhood and right. vice versa? Like what has fatherhood taught you about business and maybe how to balance those things? So I always say um, a business is kind of like having a child of its own. Um, so I think in a lot of the same ways that you want to set the right foundation for your kids, you also want to set the right foundation for your business. Um, and a lot of that, uh, I think, has to do with, um, I think a lot of it has to do with researching for yourself on, on different topics the same way you would research on what you might feed your kids or, you know, what type of uh, medicines you might give them, things like that. Um, you're doing a, you're going to spend a lot of time doing a lot of foundational research in the early stages for me. Like I said, I started this business about a year ago. Um, I had a lot of, uh, research and, and like I said, one-on-one -on -one experience just with contractors to give me their personal experience, um, before I got into it. But I think as you go along these roads, the same thing with fatherhood, you adapt in the moment and you, you see what's needed, um, what's needed from you in the moment. I think the business is the same way. Um, I think you start to see the industry requires this and you start to step up your game to match that expectation. Um, and on the flip side of it, I would say it's kind of the same, like, just like raising a kid, you, you create certain disciplines and you create certain expectations. Um, I think with your business, you kind of do that with yourself. So you create your own disciplines so that you can set your own expectations for what you can and can't handle as far as your business load. Uh, uh, and I, I think you kind of hit it on the nose. I love how you said setting those foundations because that's mm -hmm. so pivotal. Everybody wants to be a business owner, but nobody wants to do the research. Nobody wants to do the paperwork. Nobody wants to talk the application. Love that. Love that. Um, so right now, you just, you know, you kind of, your business went through a pandemic. You started right before it now. We're kind of slowly reopening. Things are now kind of slowly getting back to quote unquote normal. What's the focus okay. now? Like, what's keeping you up at night? What's the next nut to crack? Um, like I said, I think right now my main focus is on, is on landing a, a permanent route, a permanent contract route. I think as things are starting to open up now, those opportunities are starting to return. Um, and so that's just the thing right now is just making sure that um, everything I need on my end is, is prepared to receive those opportunities when they come, basically. You know, the ball is being thrown. I just want to be ready to catch it now. Um, so I think um, I think right now is just like I said, being a newbie in the industry, I'm trying to tap into a lot more. Uh, mentorship, honestly, just to, you know, use the resources that other people already have as far as experience. Um, when you say, so, sorry, I, cut you off. When you say yeah. mentorship, like, what do you mean? You mean mentorship in the sense of you seeking out mentors, or are you now trying to also give insight to other people that are around you? Honestly, it's a bit of both. Um, I, I mean, mainly I meant, like, reaching out to people who have been in the industry for a while or have different um, relationships with the industry. So they may not be in my aspect of trucking and logistics directly, but they deal with the clientele that I'm trying to deal with more often. Um, so they know something about who I'm trying to target. Um, so I'm trying to pull that from uh, just any source that I really can, honestly. Um, but also I do find that in the course of going through these processes and learning things, um, other people who are trying to do the same things do reach out. So um, that's, that's actually, uh, I had a friend who called me earlier this week. Um, he's interested in doing the same stuff. So he's just asking me how I got started, how I got set up. And I'm putting them on to all the research that I did at that point, too. So it is kind of a, a baton pass thing. Somebody passes it along to you and you pass it along to the next person. So. 
you ever think about organizing any of that research and for those people that are coming to you be like here's a step-by-step process how shelton started a trucking company CJ, you thinking, man. You thinking ahead of me right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's not the best time. You know, we're talking about business and building the dreams. You know, teamwork makes the dream work. And I just think about right. you know, the trucking industry and the intricacies of it. And you've been through a pandemic and been able to come to me. I think that that's something that's really valuable uh, and can be inspiring to a lot, which is why we wanted you to do the podcast in the first place to kind of showcase some of the things that you're learning. Um, if there was anything that specifically that you, that you learned, think just specifically about the industry. Like, what's a big thing that you have learned that you wish you would have known uh, right before you got started? Um, I think one of the things I learned is get more detailed about your specs. Um, so I was detailed in, like, finding the size of the truck I wanted, um, the mileage and the wear and tear and the quality of the truck and things like that so it wouldn't wear on me. There are small nuanced things that really matter, I found, that, uh, like, whether or not your truck has a, a lift gate or not. Um, like, you know, just small things like that. Um, so I found that even more research, even more de- there's never enough research, there's never enough detail. Um, and I find that things like that can make the difference in, in you know, your, uh, not only your success, but the speed of your success, things like that. So, you know, you can learn more ahead of time, save yourself even more mistakes. So um, those are the kind of things I'm, I'm learning now. Yep. Happy, happy. And so I, I feel like you, you came through the pandemic. You, you handled it with your business. You got two beautiful boys and now you got a girl coming on the way. What's your approach to balancing a business? Two and a half kids, a wife, a pandemic. Uh, like, how, how are you going? Like, approaching yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I believe in balance 100%. I believe um, I believe in, in being in the moment. So I think being in the moment allows you to handle a lot of those situations differently. Um, it, it could be a million different ways I answer this question, but I'll say these, th- these things. Um, I think... Okay. Better? Here we go. Yeah, you're back. So just go back and say what you just said. No, I have my Bluetooth on. I'm sorry. I probably connected to the car. Um, yeah, no, I was just saying, um, I think there's there's a couple different ways you could approach that question. But I would say, um, like I said, being in the moment, I think is very important because it allows you to pay attention to things as they happen. And if you stay in the moment, you can respond in the moment. So it helps you from having too many things backed up on you. Um, so I think that, that I found has been a very, very useful skill. Um, and then I would say beyond that, um, like I said, I think, uh, knowing your strengths and knowing your weaknesses. So I guess you could say knowing yourself really, um, knowing that, you know, Hey, I should push myself a little bit further right now. Cause if I just do this right now, you know, it'll be over with, um, as opposed to, you know, somebody stopping and, and, and delaying or, or, you know, procrastination. Um, and then on the other side of that is knowing, Hey, a, a break will really actually be much more useful right now. A break. Um, would allow me to be more present in in our personal relationships, or allow me to think more clearly in my business relationships. So, um, I think just having that balance and knowing yourself is very, very critical. I think that's critical across the board. I would say knowing your own strengths and weaknesses really, really makes a difference. I, I, I love that, especially when you say not just being in the moment, responding in the moment, because it's, mm-hmm. it's easy to just be like, "Hey, I'm on the couch. I'm here. I spend time with y'all." But you know, you're on your phone, you're doing other things. But it's that you're responding. 
Um, I think self-improvement is, is very much a thing that, uh, especially for, for dads and for, for men, I think uh, self-improvement is, is an underrated tool for men. Um, I think self-improvement allows for you to stay focused on what's important as opposed to being distracted. Um, I think a lot of times some of our downfall comes from those distractions. So I think um, I think being able to, to focus on your self-improvement when things are going wrong, especially like, you know, when you have chaos going on a lot of times, I think focusing on your self-improvement really helps you stay grounded in the middle of those storms. So it reminds you of, you know, what's important, what your priorities are, and it gets you back to center in the middle of, you know, chaos. So. I love that. I love that. That, that's it. We that's need to wrap everything up. Except, shout out your business, man. Tell the yeah, city yeah. what they need to do. Absolutely, man. Look, so I, I'm converting. I'm converting my uh, um, business page on Instagram, so it's getting a revamp right now. But if you guys want to go um, to it now and, and join us ahead of time before I launch it, it's Hunter Hauling Services. All you got to do is type in Hunter Hauling Services, just like it sounds. H U N T E R Hauling H U. I'm mean, not spell it wrong. H A U L I N G uh, services. So yeah, you, <laughs> go to my IG. You can follow us, um, and I'll I'll be promoting all my uh, all my different promos throughout the year uh, on there. So that's some really good deals. If you're in the Baltimore area, reach out. Baltimore, you hear that? Help this man yeah. out. Build this business. Let's go. All right, let's do it. Hey, you killed this show. We appreciate it. Man. Yeah, man. Thank, Thank you for coming so on. Much. Thank you for sharing the wisdom. Oh, I appreciate you guys having me, man. And, and you guys are doing an excellent job, man. I love everything you guys are working on right now. Appreciate you, bro. All right, well, you go take care of those babies. Have a good night. All right, guys. Have a good one. Excellent. Appreciate take care. it. Yo, peace. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of After Bedtime Podcast. Uh, We appreciate you at the Black American Dad Foundation for taking the time to listen to some amazing dads and their dreams. If you have any questions, you have a dad in mind that wants to join the show, you want to learn more about the Black American Dad Foundation, email us at blackamericandad at gmail.com and subject line it with After Bedtime and then just go into a little bit more of what you want to know. Other than that, thank you guys so much. Follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, at Black American Dad for the updates on the latest episodes. Have a good night.